Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising podcast. My name is Ramon Chavez, and I'm super thrilled to be here. Alongside me is my partner, Owen Evans. How you doing, my friend? I'm just excited to finally get going with this. You know, it's it's been a while. We've been working on this for a good amount of time now, and it's just exciting to have it out there, to be able to tell people about this, and to be able to get excited now for the new season. I know, I know. We have to keep it a secret for a very long time, and I think you dressed up to the occasion. I, I came in repping the, the rising <laughs> color, so maybe next time we can we can swap. Uh, before we get started, I also want to shout out our producer, Edwin Perez. How are you, my friend? Como estas? Uh, I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm excited <laughs> for the season. I'm excited to be finally with the show. I mean, I... I equate us to the MSN, you know, the, the greatness of that trio. I'll take Neymar myself. Uh, you have to though. go with Barca. Come on. Uh, listen, Come I'm on. a little That's, bit of I'm a Barca here. guy. I can't <laughs> lie. So I, I got to equate us to that. Nice, nice. Awesome. Well, uh, just to let you guys know, I'm super thrilled to be working alongside the the two of you here. We're going to have a great time covering the rising this season. Uh, we're going to have a, you know, a fun time. And whoever's watching us right now, if you're on the comment section, make sure to drop those comments. If you haven't yet, like, share and subscribe. We had a bunch of subscribers just today because of the announcement of the show. So thank you so much to everybody that subscribed. And let's build this, you know, let's make it a community. Let's have some fun. And of course, let's cheer on our rising. All right. So Owen, uh, The Rising, you know, they've been here for a very long time now. Uh, last year, you know, you were covering them. Um, not exactly the way we wanted things to go uh, when it came to to the season. So before we get uh, to the 2022 season, uh, let's go back a little bit in time, talk about the 2021 season, see what happened exactly with the team. And uh, in your opinion, Owen, what happened? Uh, uh, from my notes here, number one in the West uh, when it came to the standings, number two overall in the USL. But when it came to playoff time, they weren't able to get out of the first round. So what exactly happened during the season with the Rising? Well, it's it's hard to really, you know, describe a season like you were talking about, minus that last bit, <laughs> as a disappointment. But it mm -hmm. was, you know. It, when you are Phoenix Rising, every season you go in with an expectation that you're going to get the cup or you are going to be in that final four kind of picture, okay? You know, there were teams that people would understand if Rising had lost to. Remarkably, the other one in the Western Conference also went out in the first round. <laughs> Such was last season. But it was a disappointment, really. Mm -hmm. um, I... <sighs> Everyone had such high hopes, especially given, I mean, something that we're going to get onto now is sitting player departing. And in fact, quite a few players that have been around this club for so long departing that you, mm -hmm. you wanted to to give them a high to go out on and instead yeah. know that it was the loss on penalties to RGV. Yeah. But maybe it's not too much of a, I mean, it's maybe not too much of a surprise because we've seen this team struggle in the playoffs before. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I mean, Rick put it down to consistency last week when he was talking. He said that, you know, definitely down the stretch, maybe some of the rotation and or even actually the um, departure of Rufat Dadashov and the kind of hole that that left and the way the team scrambled to fill it. But, it, you know, you just got to hope that they can actually improve on that this year. Yeah, no, I, I was absolutely shocked uh, when they faced RGV and they went out in penalties and they, they fought so hard, which was the thing that, you know, like you were saying, the consistency and that's what was missing. And they just weren't able to do it. So, uh, but we do have a brand new season, uh, you know, high hopes, of course, always with the rising, there's that pressure. But, you know, uh, like you said earlier, you know, it's hard to say that it was an unsuccessful season. There were numerous things that happened throughout the season that I think made it really memorable. For example, they got a brand new stadium. That's the one thing that some people, I think, maybe already forgot that uh, they moved from Scottsdale with a Chandler, uh, you know, broke some attendance records. Uh, they had a home unbeaten streak of 17 games uh, uh, during the course of the season. Uh, again, attendance records and 
the attendance record that they had, the exact number was 9,235, and they broke that. Um, and just a little bit of context, the USL final itself only had 7,000 people in there. So kind of gives you a little bit of perspective of how passionate the fans here are in Phoenix and how willing they're, they're uh, you know, how much they're going to support the team uh, no matter what. So uh, when it came to award season, Santi Moore and uh, Aiden Quinn, they were named to the all-league team. Um, and, you know, I don't think, like you're saying, like I, it, it is hard to call it unsuccessful, but ultimately it was because the rising are there to compete. Uh, we do want to shout out some people that are here on the comments. Uh, if you guys are, again, watching us, make sure to drop drop a like. Make sure to let uh, let us know what you're thinking. Uh, let's see. We have Leah Morale. She says that she's hype. Sean DePaz, we outside. Let's go. Um, Matt Skinner, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for joining in. Lindsay, shout out to her. Uh, some guy named Jacob is saying something, right? Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, the, the from context the of- here that people are missing is that Jacob is standing in the back <laughs> of the He's right room. in front of us right here. Uh. So appreciate you guys. Super glad to uh, to see the rising added to the PHNX fam. And we are super happy to have you guys here with us today. So definitely uh, a, a great time right now with uh, to be a rising fan. All right. So now to kind of go back a little bit more on that 2021 season. Now, obviously, the, the rising crashed out on the first round. Looking forward to the 2022 season, this is one of the burning questions here. Is Rick Schantz under the microscope if he does not win anything this season? Now that is, I, I think you're, you're looking for a hot take from me here, right? <laughs> I, and I know you're looking for a hot take from me here. I'm going to duck that one slightly. Okay. Maybe mm. is my response. And the only reason why I'll say that is that there are always a lot of variables, especially when it comes to a what single game at the end of the year. And it's hard to really necessarily let that single game determine how each season has been as a whole yeah. when there can be things that happen outside of your control, you know? What happens if multiple players go down injured? What happens if there's an, an unjust red card at mm-hmm. early in the game? You know, Those are things that you can't pin on the manager and it wouldn't be fair to do so. But I do think that there is a risk of it. It, it partly comes down, I think, though, to how they do in the regular season. I think mm-hmm. if this team pushes on and shows the same kind of dominance that they have done in the regular season, then you have to temper the question at the end of the year with with that, okay? We can't just completely write off everything that's been done prior. That said, again, it, it's a long way off. There are a lot of variables that we don't know yet, really. Um, it's it's hard to really say. Yeah, no, exactly. And he has the body of work. I don't think the, he's a, you know on the hot seat like if he you know, gets off to a bad start, he's automatically, you know, going to be let go. But I think the body of work work, uh, speaks for itself that when it comes to the the finals, they've gotten there. When it comes to the Western Conference titles, they've gotten those. So like you're saying, it's maybe one thing that doesn't go right and you can't exactly pin it on him. So um, personally, I don't think he should be under the microscope, but I can feel and I can see how fans might be yearning for that silverware uh, to, to be brought brought back to Phoenix. Um, some of the offseason news that, of course, just caught us, I think it was earlier this week, right, when it came to uh, a really iconic figure of Phoenix Rising, I, I think, in that, and that's putting it lightly. Uh, Solomon Asante is not returning to the Rising this season. So you had hinted on it. If you guys don't follow uh, Owen on Twitter, make sure to, to give him a follow there because he's the, he's the guy with the news and, and all the behind-the-scenes stuff. But you kind of called it. You said, you know what, I don't see him returning. So what what do you think happened there? I think what happened ultimately is that Solomon Asante suffered that hamstring injury last season and never really recovered from mm-hmm. it. And it set up a, a situation where your guy who is your star player 
but he's also a winger. He's in his 30s, and he suffered a hamstring injury. Hamstring mm. injury. You could see even in those later games, barring the final game when he did score two goals, the goals had dried up. The That extra yard of pace just wasn't there. Mm. And he continued having treatment for that hamstring injury throughout the off-season. So it's, it puts you in a hard position. Now, from what Rick told us this week about his departure, he said it just came down to the point where there were difficult budget decisions to be made. When we look at though that specifically, he also added that you know, they didn't want to uh, essentially cut his salary. So I think you can tell from that which side was almost pulling away more. Mm. I mean, again, Solo's in his 30s, winger with a hamstring injury he's not going to be commanding it a huge huge wage from somewhere else that's going to blow rising out of the water yeah i think this was something of a, a decision by rising really that they they didn't see the value in him that they previously had yeah no and it's hard you know like he's been an emblematic uh, figure as long as i've been a fan of the rising you know he took the mantle from uh drogba when it comes to the captain captaincy and you know took the team you know on his back basically he you know uh let's look at some numbers here 114 appearances for the rising scored 54 times assisted on 44 goals that's literally like a goal or an assist every game that he played that that that's incredible um he is part of the 40 40 club the only player in league history to have uh at least 40 regular season goals and 40 regular season assists as well which is something that i wasn't aware of and then he also had five goals in 10 postseason contests so that tells you that paints a, a bit of a picture on regards to how much of an influence he had now I understand last season he was a little bit injured. He had some issues with that and hamstrings. Those are no joke, you know. I I I, I play a little bit too. And when you hurt when you hurt your hamstring, man, you gotta you gotta just see like give it some time to recover. You know, it's not something that goes away overnight. So, do you think maybe the Rising should have brought him back if they could somehow just like kind of like a farewell season or uh, were you okay with this business decision? I think, well, I mean, the one thing you missed out there in that, yeah. that list of his accomplishments as well, you missed out. This is the guy who's the only back-to-back -back MVP there you in go. the USL there Championship. You go. Mm -hmm. He won the MVP award in two of his four seasons here in Phoenix. I mean, as, as to whether they should have brought him back, it's, it's one of those things where we know he was one of the better-paid players on the team. I mean, the farewell season, I guess it comes down to what you expect, really, from this team. If you yeah. want them to be battling for the championship and battling to win, bring that cup here to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Can you afford that kind of sentimental attitude? Can yeah. you afford to, you know, ultimately say, well, we want to bring a guy in and pay him a lot of money to maybe not contribute as much as, as you could get for that amount of money. And mm -hmm. it's sad. No, no one wants to see him go and no one really wanted to see him go in the circumstances ultimately that he has. Yeah. But from a footballing perspective, it might have been the right decision to let him go. Yeah, yeah, no, and for the reasons you said earlier, he's you know thirties injury history, and of course the budget. So definitely sad. I do hope they do some sort of you know uh, tribute or something like that. I think Rick said uh, said that that they're hoping maybe to do like a I, I don't know if that's the right word like a testimonial match when they come in and they they kind of kick the ball around a bit. Uh, so hopefully we can see that. So that way we can see Solomon Asante. Now, if they want to kind of keep up with Asante, you know, besides the rising, uh, he's going back to Ghana, I believe, or so, according to some reports. 
I'm not so sure not that he sure is. What's going there on have there. been some reports of that, but it doesn't quite match up with what I've been hearing. Got so it. Okay. We and have to wait and see. And that's what I mean. Follow this guy on Twitter. He's going to get you the news whenever you need it. Uh, let's take a look at some comments really quickly. Uh, Nicholas, uh, let's see. So sad to see Solo retur not returning. Definitely a big reason why I got so into them. I think the team is in good enough uh, to still be strong, though. Okay. That, that's pretty fair, right? Mm -hmm. Um Kieran Thompson, who will be the next captain? Okay, I think you're kind of segueing to our next topic. So, uh, Santier Lambert, uh, maybe easy choices when it comes to the captaincy. Let's talk about that now that that's brought up in the comments. So, who will take over the captain's armband in 2022? So, um, er earlier this week, we were able to attend the the media, uh, the first media day over there at the Rising Complex. And I think Rick had a someone multiple times, someone was asking them who was going to be the captain. So, I think we might have a clip of that. Um, if you want to roll it, let's see, producer. Uh, I have, uh, and it's, man, it's all-encompassing. Uh, respect from his teammates, uh, quality of the person he is, the character. Does he, uh, does he live our core values here? Um, is he the type of person that everybody in the club can look up to? And uh, as I said, you know, with Didier, you had just, a, he'd walk in the door and everyone respected him. With Solo, uh, an infectious laugh and everyone loved him and he proved it on the field. And, and I know the next captain, without a doubt, is, is very well respected and um, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be exciting. I've got a good relationship with him, so uh, we'll announce it soon, I'm sure. Nice, nice. So what did you take away from that, um, Owen? Well, I mean, that. The easiest thing to take away from that is that Rick's already decided who he's uh, <laughs> who he wants Been a little bit coy. to be. Yeah, I mean, it It means that the debate that we're having now is just effectively until Rick decides he's going to reveal to all of us who exactly it is. It's not really up for grabs. We're not going to see uh, a few different people tried out for it in, um, in, in pre-season. Now, mm. I know we've got a lot of comments coming in right now about various people that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> People want to see as captain. You know, I can see this Santi Moa mentioned there, Santi, Kevin yeah, Lambert, Lambert, Joey Farrell. You know, I, given the descriptions we had there, I don't think it's any of those. Ooh. Yeah, I, I would actually push more that it's probably Darnell King. No, I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. No, when I when I see him out there, especially in, on media day, seem that camp, that composure's there, that leadership is there, and I think the I think you may be onto something when it comes to that. Some other names that were thrown out there: uh, Joey Calistri, um, Joey Farrell. You know, wore the band, uh, the captain band, when uh, Solo was out a few times. Uh, Aiden Quinn, uh, Kevon, uh, Kevon Lambert. You know, he's the longest tenured player, 118 games, been here since 2017. Do you think he may have a shot at that, or what do you think? Well, the funny thing is that Kevin Lambert's actually the only player left on this team. That started playing for Rising before I started writing about oh, Rising. Okay. So, <laughs> Kev is the only uh, guy on the team then that can claim to have uh, been here longer, longer than me. But longer tenure than I just uh... <laughs> don't think that. I think that Kev is an instrumental part of this team, but I'm mm -hmm. not sure that he's necessarily the captain. Um, I think that you have to bear in mind he's still quite young. He's still in his early twenties. Mm. Okay, and he joined this team very young, even though he was here for a long time. He, he was very young when he came in. So I'm just not sure that he would be the best choice ultimately yeah. to lead this team. Yeah. No, and uh, some people worry about, you know, the fact that he does play a position that might garner some yellow cards and that might put him in, in peril of, you know, being shown a red card and not being able to be part of the game. So I can definitely see that being an issue. Um, the comments, let's say uh, we have uh, should be Farrell or Lambert. 
Uh, King's a good choice. Never say die guy. Uh, let's see. Nice looking burp. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think the comment section agrees with uh, with Owen as well, that it should be um, some of those guys. And like you're saying, King, I, I like that choice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. All right, y'all. So uh besides the rising i think we got something to, to to look forward to next week uh, do you guys know anything something on sunday next week that's going on edwin you familiar with that possibly do is that the <laughs> afcon you're talking about there the afcon final that's right exactly no it's actually this sunday right next sunday we got the super bowl so oh, if you guys are that's the wrong type of football that's, that's the wrong type that's of football there you go great transition uh so if you guys are you know are into uh sports betting the moment we've been waiting for has Finally arrived. So since September, we've been waiting for this big game. And in honor, honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can experience Super Bowl 56 with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want, which is what I do. Whenever I hit, take that money home with me. Uh, this is 21 and over only, Arizona only. If you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, so you guys, you know, we talk about, about the AFCON final in the Super Bowl. Are you guys uh, putting any bets on any of those? What the AFCON final more than the Super Bowl. Come on, we all know it's, it's the bigger game. It's the bigger game, right? Surely, yeah. It's a whole continent right there. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm looking at Egypt as the underdog there, and they are a, a team that ultimately has had a lot of success in this competition, and mm -hmm. I don't think you can look past them at all. I like that matchup of uh, Salah versus Mane, you know, that Liverpool connection. That's going to be something else. And so Senegal against Egypt, if you guys weren't aware, that they're going to be uh, duking it out this Sunday for the AFCON final. Edwin, I see, yeah. I see you back there. What are you thinking? I'm, I'm riding with Mane, but <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Salah. I'll be I'll be clear. Ooh, and I, ooh, I do like I, I do like the Mane side. I think Senegal is coming in strong. I think Egypt's kind of been on their back heels and had to go to penalties. So I'm going to ride with Mane, but I'm going to give you also a Super Bowl kind of little betting Let's advice. Let's do it. I'm down with that. Football. I'm wrong down with that. Football. football. <laughs> I'm just going to give you one quick one. Aaron Donald as Super Bowl MVP. Ooh. Nice odds right there with that Oof. Bengals O-line. That's all I had to say about that's, that That's going to be rough. That's going to be rough. Uh, here's the thing about, you know, the, the Bengals and Rams. I want the Rams to lose just because they, they, they beat our Cardinals over here. But I think today someone said a comment about winning the championship for Harambe. You guys saw that coming from the Bengals. So now I'm putting all my chips on Cincinnati. We're going to take it home. Let's go, Joey Burrow. Uh, Burrow. So uh, just a little heads up there. All right. So uh, as you guys can see, we like to have a little fun here at the PHNX studio. Um, if you guys weren't aware, you know, we have, you know, multiple backgrounds here. You know, for example, I'm from Mexico. Owen, you're from uh, Wales. A little yeah. bit of thought on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not, it's not the one I was, I was going to say. And then, of course, Edwin, uh, where are you from, my friend? Puerto Rico and Colombia. Are you wearing uh, that shirt? Let's see it. Can you uh, see I am wearing Puerto there you Rico. Go. World Baseball Classic. So hey, WBC. The, the wrong sport again, but yeah, fantastic <laughs> We got tournament. football, we got baseball, everything here. Um, so we we thought that you guys uh, that are watching us right now might want to get to know us a little bit better. We're going to be 
together throughout the course of the season. And so we talked, you know, no one, no one's uh, going to say no to food. So we discussed it among us. Let's talk about food for a little bit during the first show and see what our favorite foods are. So uh, we got our graphics over here. Edwin, I'm going to start with you since you're, you're manning the table over there. We got Colombia and Puerto Rico. Yep, that's a little bit of Colombian and Puerto Rico mix. So I got to start off the first one with Bernil. It is a Puerto Rican dish. That's that's my side. And it's it's mostly for the holiday, but uh, my mom makes it fantastically. Uh, she's Colombian, but she's making the Puerto Rico food very nice. <laughs> but And then you got the Colombian, the arepas. I mean, that's just a morning thing. You have a repo cheese in it. Mm, that's a beautiful way to wake up your morning. And then this one, obviously, is not a Colombian-Puerto Rican thing, but I got to give a shout-out to I'm, I'm a big Mexican food kind of guy, so I love my Alpa store tacos. You get Let's that little it. bit of spice with <laughs> pineapple in it. Fantastic. Let me we got you. two pork items there. Right? Uh, you know, kind of a pork guy. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, I typically am a beef guy, but you know what? This list has made me realize I am a pork guy. <laughs> I love it. No, those are pretty good choices. Uh, Owen, let's talk about yours. So, you know, I wanted to do something a bit different on these, and I also took the the football theme to this. I was thinking mm-hmm. about the kind of food that I'd eat maybe on an away day. Okay. Now, the chicken curry, right? Yeah, it's uh you can eat it as it is, right? An actual chicken curry. You can do it the Welsh way, which is that we just load up on carbs and say we want half rice, half chips. <laughs> Fries, I guess you guys would say. Um or or you have it in the traditional football away day style, which is you're having that chicken bolty pie. Oof. Right? It's a versatile meal. There you go. Then, Can't go wrong. Yep. Cheese and onion pasty. Okay, I was thinking, how do I balance this? Something that you just grab from Greg's, which is one of the finest eating establishments on the planet for anyone who has not been to the UK. Mm. I mean, yeah, can't go wrong. you can't go wrong. Yep. You guys really criminally underdo the cheese and onion. I had here. to ask you how you said the, the word, because I've seen it like the Cornish pasty downtown, but I, I've never had it, so I have to try it now, now that you've uh, certified it. Uh, what's your number third one? Uh, that, I went with a sausage in batter, which was the, the chip shop type thing. I thought, you guys, you eat fish and chips here, but arguably it's the sausage in batter which is better. Mm. It's better than the fish is the option. Ooh, okay. okay. That's my hot take. That's of the your day. hot take? <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get hot takes from me on, you know, so when all our... football at the moment, but I'll <laughs> give you that one. So all of, uh, all of our viewers across the pond, when they see this tomorrow, you know, when they wake up, <laughs> and they're, they're going to come after Owen uh, once they see that. Uh, number three, uh, or the third one, which is me, Ramon Chavez. So, of course, I'm uh, from Mexico. Actually, I'm, I was born three hours away in Sonora, Nogales. So shout out to anybody that's from there that's watching. Uh, number one, tacos de cabeza. I don't know if you guys have heard of those. So it's basically the the head meat of the the cow that they use. So they use the cheek and the tongue and they cut it up and it's... It, it sounds disgusting, but it's really great. Uh, so you're t- not really selling this, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell people, like, hey, just give it a, give it a chance. Because once they know, like, what it is, same thing with menudo. You guys know what menudo is? Absolutely. Exactly. So once they find out what it is, they're like, ah, I don't want to have it. So, uh, But, yeah, if you guys want to try it, 16th Street in Van Buren, there's a really good spot there for tacos de cabeza. Number two, ceviche de camarón. You guys big fans of ceviche, seafood? Not the biggest seafood kind of guy, okay. personally. Unfortunately, that's two to one there. You're oh, man. <laughs> so I, you can actually make that three because I'm not the biggest seafood fan, but ceviche just, if it's made right, man, it's just so good. And then number three, not exactly a food, but a michelada. So when you get some beer, you put some uh, some spices in there, some clamato, which is the way that I have it. Uh, that's the way that I that I like it, and you can't go wrong with that. So, and uh, we have a couple comments here. Let's see, uh, Nicholas. All this food sounds amazing. Any recommendations? Arizona restaurants. Um, Cornish pasty kills the pasty game. Any any other places? Ah, uh, not really. Not no. really. Just no. that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think Georgian Dragon has one. If you've ever been Central. 
never actually never been, been there. there. Okay. Yeah, the, I recommend it. Georgian okay. Dragon, fantastic, especially a great soccer pub. Yes, yeah, great soccer hub. I I watched a couple of Champions League finals there, so great. Great culture there, great great atmosphere. Uh, Johnny, uh, he had Chipotle, which is authentic. So. <laughs> I like Chipotle personally, so I, I, I can't blame him. Fine uh, dining. Hmm? Fine dining. Yeah, how how can you like Chipotle? Come on now. It's That's good, the man. big Mexican. I mean, bit. if you're working out and need a cheap meal, you know, for, for some gains, there you go. That's the spot to go. So. All right, fair enough. All right. So I hope you like this segment. We're going to be having a few more throughout the season regarding uh, regarding these. If you uh, if you guys have any questions, if you guys uh, have any suggestions, let us know in the comments. All right. So, and back to business. Let's talk about the 2022 roster. So, we had some new signings. Um, uh, some of them I'll read off for you, and you let me know which one's your favorite. Uh, we have Bubakar uh, Jai uh, from uh, Rio Grande Valley. That just came. Uh, Carlos Aguiano, Marcus Epp, uh, Epps, Richmond Antiwi, uh, Channing Chasten, and then we have Greg Hurst. So, th- those are some of the signings that we had, or the Rising had this offseason. So, which among these that you know, that you kind of were impressed or looking forward to? Which ones of these did you like? I think that the the one that I'm most looking forward to seeing how he does is Greg Hurst, mm. right? And it's because we saw last season that in Arturo Rodriguez, we had a guy who came up from, from League One yeah. and impressed. Mm-hmm. And I think we all were, weren't we? We were all impressed by Arturo Rodriguez last season. Now, Greg Hurst was scoring at a pretty decent rate last year for Omaha, led them to the title, now, realistically, you know, we're expecting him to be leading the line this year. And I'm really excited to see how he does at that. Now, of course, there's also, I'm going to shamelessly plug my piece, which is on the PHNX website, That's if you right. want to go and give it a read. I did <laughs> manage to chat with Greg recently. But I'm just really excited to see if he can make that step up from League One that we know that some other guys, like Arturo Rodriguez, even if you look around the league at other places, Ronaldo Damas Mm. made the step up at Orange County and was ultimately the championship final MVP. I'm really excited to see if Greg Hurst can make a similar kind of step up. Yeah, and so from what I've been reading and researching, it's it for some players it's really difficult that step up to to the championship. So um, I read his piece on the phnxgo.com uh, uh, website. If you guys read it, you great great information on Greg. But he has he spent some time uh, in the Scottish League, if I'm correct, and then he had a trial at Everton, which was a Something that I, I was super impressed by. Um, so he has what it takes. Clearly, some someone saw something in him and said, you know what? This guy can play. And so I, I think uh, Phoenix Rising, the management and the leadership saw the same thing in, in him uh, last year. And so that's why he's on board. So I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, last year, he had 14 goals and 30 games for uh, for Omaha. So not bad. Not bad for a number nine up there. Uh, you know, one of uh, one of my favorites that I'm looking forward to is Marcus Epps. I think somebody in the comments said to take care of him. So I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, one the, of the, the rogue San Antonio fan in there. There you go. Appreciate you. Wherever you're from, Arizona, Texas, we love him. Uh, Harry, Harry Austin, thank you. We'll, we'll take care of Epps over here. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to him. He's going to most likely take that Solomon Asante spot. Uh, I like that he's able to play on either wing. He has shown that ability. He's great with the, you know, either foot, uh, can shoot from outside the box, you know. Uh, and I think the defensive work rate that he has as well is something that some people might not really pay attention to, but I think he really does a, a fine job, especially if – the, the rising are going to be pressing up high. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully he can, you know, uh, take take what Asante left for him and is able to have a great season. Uh, Edwin, any anybody that you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm going to sound like I'm piggybacking off Owen, but I think it's got to be 
that number nine spot is is of intrigue, you know, especially after um, D- uh, Rufat's departure. Mm-hmm. There was kind of a hole there, and you brought in Egbo, but it seemed like he he was playing decently well, but he just couldn't get the ball in the net. You know, you need a clinical finish up there. And Derek Maddox, yes, he got he had five goals in the ten games that he appeared in. So you look at that, but Derek Darren has left. Now there's a hole for that number nine. Who's it going to be? It's either going to be Richmond. Or it's going to be Greg Hurst and, you know, selfishly plug Owen's piece. I think from what I read, I, I like what I see in, in Greg Hurst. I think um, I think he he's, he has what it takes to be that clinical fi- uh, finisher. Yeah. Especially because now with no solo, the solo magic on the wings, you need you need someone who can take take those advantages and put it behind the net. And I think that's going to be Greg Hurst for this team. I will say, though, the one thing, the poor Scottish lad, we might need to start a crowdfunder to pay for his sunscreen this year because <laughs> that bill is going to be through the roof. Oh, man. <laughs> no, yeah. Once once he sees 120 degrees out here, <laughs> for sure. Or the SPF, SPF 45 or something like that, oh, at least. Gonna be no, a, SPF a million, do they make that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to hook him up for that. All right, y'all. So, yeah, no, looking forward to all those guys taking the field for the rising. So let's talk about the the guys that you know, were out of contract but are coming back. Um, uh, among them is Joey Farrell. We have uh, Kevon Lambert, uh, Ben Lunt, and, of course, Santee Moore. So out of those four, uh, Owen, what are you thinking? Which one was the more kind of more key, you know, re-signing during the offseason? I mean, when you actually look at these guys, you got Joe Farrell, Santee Moore, and Kev Lambert. Mm-hmm. Those are guys with the heart and soul at various times of this team, yeah. either over the last season or, or even prior to that for the last few seasons. And so they are all massive, massive players to return, mm-hmm. especially Santi Moa. He was in the conversation for the MVP for the league last year. You know, that was the kind of season he had. And when he is on fire, there is no one in this league who can stop him. Yeah. Look at those stretches that he went on when he scored, you know, six or so games in a row. You just can't stop that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kev Lambert in the middle of the park as well. He might be being overlooked by Jamaica, and honestly, that one is just a crime. Did he, he get called up for a game against, 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 but against he Peru, right? He didn't even feature. Wow. He wasn't in the matchday squad, you know. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, Jamaica aren't qualifying for the World Cup. Yeah, maybe, they got may, out. <laughs> maybe, maybe they should be focused on bringing guys like uh, yeah, Kev Lambert. into the camp. Yeah, give but, him a chance. But, you know, he, he's been critical for Rising, and he's been mm-hmm. here for years and years and years, and he's just been so critical in that midfield, and he is genuinely one of the best defensive midfielders in this league. Then you look at Farrell at the back, and he is just, you know, that guy bleeds Phoenix Rising. We all know it. You just see him after the game sometimes, especially when they were really, really emotional wins, and he would just jump up there into the crowd. Mm. You know what it means to him, and having him back is great. And, I mean, Ben Lunt as well, that deals with a major problem that Rising had, right, in that Zach Lubin is out of the picture for the foreseeable because of injury. Mm -hmm. Andre Rolls, who was here last year on loan, isn't coming back. Ben Lunt is a solid goalkeeper. This is a guy who, who won the League Goalkeeper of the Year award in the past. He is a great option to have back there between the sticks. And yeah. I'm really excited to see all four of them, to be honest. Yeah, no, exactly. They're the the backbone, you know, at, at uh, of, of the rising. I think one of the things that I really liked about these re-signings is the fact that some, uh, I think most of them are multi-year contracts. So uh, I think you and I had a conversation that it's really vague when when the USL team say multi-year contracts. Well, how many years exactly, right? But what I like about that, and I think Rick uh, touched the, about that on, on Media Day, is that he's working with the rising to not have that big 
turnover when it comes to the roster to keep that continuity and make sure that he keeps the squad you know as, as intact as it can so that way they can build something which is not typically seen in the usl so i really like that and especially someone like ben lunt he's going to be here for at least a while and then you know we have someone that's going to be able to take care of the goalpost uh for the rising so really like that uh edwin anybody that you look forward to uh seeing it once again in the rising uniform for me i think it's lunt and not a rotation uh, because mm-hmm. we saw him had a rotation with Rawls, and I think that kind of messed messed him up, maybe form wise. Because once he maybe caught heat and and got that chemistry with that back line, he, he uh, chance rotated, and I think that's it's not that it's an issue, but I think it it kind of gets away from what's working. You know, Lon can't really get into the games and have a bad game and and kind of prove himself the next one, right? Because if you have one bad game, Chance was going to put in the other goalkeeper in in Rawls. So I think a chance for Lund to actually have that number one spot and see what he can do is going to be very exciting. But, I mean, you gotta you got to shout out Lambert. I mean, even Chance said it last year how he starts off his uh, – his starting 11 by putting Lambert as the first one. So just to see him in that midfield that is all intact, that's going to be huge for Ryzen. No, definitely. And I think uh, one of the comments says, uh, glad to see Lambert resign with the club. I like those videos, man. I wish, like, when I when I got signed to PHNX, I got, the, got to go to the beach, you know, and just, you know what? I'm resigning. I'm signing with the PHNX. So this is perfect. Just the way that they did it. The the Joe Farrell one, that was a great video as well. So I, I love this. You know, shout out to the media team over there at the Rising. So great, great stuff over there. Who Edwin's just conveniently put on screen now. <laughs> <laughs> shout uh, out to Jose. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's move on to uh, who was under contract uh, coming into this offseason. So uh, we have uh, James Musa, uh, Neil Dunn. I, I don't think he was there for me today, right? I think he... Uh, I don't think I saw him that day. I was uh, Nile. Nile, yeah, there Ni- you go. Nile was off uh, training on the side. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Gutierrez, uh, Darnell King, Manuel Madrid, Ryan Flood, Jonathan uh, Levin, Arturo Rodriguez, Aiden Quinn, Luis Aceija. So a lot of great, you know, people coming back. They were uh, they're still under contract. So um, you mentioned earlier about Arturo Rodriguez. You're looking forward uh, to to him having a great season. So can you touch a little bit more on that? Well, why exactly you're looking forward to that? It's just such an explosive player on times, right? This is a guy who you don't always know what he's gonna do, mm. and that sounds like a bad thing, but in this <laughs> case, it's really not. Because how do you deal with that as a defense, you know? He just has that ability to to float around and to pick out the right ball. The one thing that he's had missing, really, is his inability to to score with consistency, mm. you know? I think if, if he could score with consistency, then Arturo would not be playing at this level. And maybe if he can fix that this year, help rise and get a title, yeah. maybe then he can get his move on to the yeah. next level. Um, I mean, looking at the other guys, though, as well, you've got Darnell King just... The improvement that we saw from 2020 when there were question marks over how well he was adapting into the the system that Rick wanted him to play, you know, going quite high up mm-hmm. and then having to track back. When you compare that to how he played last season, last season, he was fantastic. Mm. He really seemed to have adjusted to that role that was needed well. And then, of course, you got Aiden Quinn. Yeah. Aiden Quinn, who was given Rising's team MVP, wasn't, in, you know, remarkably, because Santi, I think, was probably a... Maybe a better choice for that. Yeah. That's, that'll be another hot take for you. There you go. <laughs> but um, ultimately, it's, you know, he's just a fantastic player. Very important part of this midfield. A very good box-to-box midfielder. And I'm really excited to see quite a lot of those names coming back. Yeah, it's like a midfield of Lambert, Quinn, and maybe Rodriguez. That I think that would 
doesn't sound too bad. I think that's uh, that's a really good midfield in there. All right, so uh, we're gonna transition over here to the people. Uh, the players that left the rising. So uh, some of the notable departures uh, that we touched on earlier, um, Andre Rawls, uh, Darren Maddox, uh, Rufa Dadashov, uh, John Baccaro, and of course, Asante. So uh, besides Asante and of, of course, Dadashov, any of the other three that, you know, you see maybe the rising wanting to hold on to, or are you pretty okay with um, everybody that left? I think that if the Hurst move works out, I think that you are perfectly fine in that striker position then. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, Ben Lunt came in, which replaced Rolls. And yes, everyone loves Rolls. Everyone wanted him back. Mm-hmm. But they've signed a very capable replacement for him. Um, you know, in John Baccaro, he's a guy who, you know, he bled Rising Red. We know that. He, he gave his all. But ultimately, he had been displaced by Arturo Rodriguez in that team. And as sad as it might be to see him go... If he wanted to get playing time, I think he had to leave. Mm. Um, you know, he was only going to be a rotation player behind Arturo if he'd have stayed here. So ultimately, I don't think that, you know, with the exception of the fact that it's sad to see some of these players mm. go, they, they did mean a lot to this club. Yeah. I don't think that necessarily they have left huge holes that have been unfilled. Yeah, no, and I think uh, Rick said that, that they're pretty much too deep at every position. So... When it comes to the amount of players that they have, I think that's a total of 22 signed players. Um, and they have some trialists uh, right now during, with the team. So um, is there any other position that you think maybe the the rising need? I know you had a little bit of news regarding uh, a goalkeeper, but is there anything else that's going on with that? Of course. So Jadeen White is currently on trial with the club. Uh, he's a Jamaican goalkeeper, 21 years old, who hasn't yet played outside of the Jamaican leagues, but he has picked up free caps mm. uh, for the Jamaican national team. So... Definitely one to watch. Interesting for the future. Some of the reporting from Jamaica, uh, from guys like Simon Preston, saying that he is, in fact, about to sign this contract or he has already signed a contract Mm -hmm. and will be making the move over here. Yet to see that confirmed by the club over here. But, of course, he is here on trial. Besides that, I guess the main other position, if you had to point to one where maybe there is a hole, would be at Mm centre-back. And that's partly contingent, right? It depends on whether you think that Niall Dunn right now is ready to come in seriously and regularly into the lineup. And we didn't yeah. really see enough of Niall last year to be able to make that judgment ourselves. It was only one appearance, right? Yeah, he made one appearance away to Las Vegas Lights. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the best, maybe. I mean, he's young. The, the kid was 16 at yeah. that point. It's, you know, it's a 16-year-old. I mean, se- 17 is still young. So. Yeah, he turned 17 <laughs> a couple of days later. But, you know... He, he looked really good in preseason last year, and it's possible that he is ready to step up. But if, if he isn't, mm-hmm. your only other option really as a backup, presuming that you've got James Mooster and Joey Fell starting, yeah. is Manuel Madrid. Okay. So maybe you need an extra player in yeah. there in, at the centre-back position, but that's something we're just going to have to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Edwin, how do you feel about that? Centre-back the way to go? Uh, for me, it's hard because, like, like Owen mentioned there, it's... It is a question about depth, but for me, if we're gonna, the, you're gonna be able to answer that question once we get into the preseason and regular season, because like you said, that number nine spot, we assume that could be answered by Greg Hurst or Richard. But if they're not the answer, then we know the position that we need to fill. It would be that striker spot. I mean, we presumably know that you know with a solo being gone, that Marcus is gonna be able to step in there. But if that doesn't work out, then 
obviously what's going to be the answer. So I think it, it's very tough to say what exactly is missing from the rising until we see them early on. I think once we see them, we're going to be able to get answers and then we'll be able to answer more questions and see what we're going to need. Because, I mean, look at it. We're we're going to have preseason. We're going to have a lot of trialists that we're going to have to learn. Trialists one to whatever. And we're gonna, they're going <laughs> to add some of those trialists that are going to pop out. So it's it's going to be interesting to watch them. I wonder if we can get odds on first goal scored for trialist number four. <laughs> Plus 900, something like that. <laughs> Make some good money. Um, all right, y'all. So to uh, kind of wrap up this segment, I have some burning questions for the bo- both of you. All right, let's see, let's see if we got the those graphics ready. So when it comes to the number 10, the mythical number 10, who do you guys think is going to take that uh, that number 10 number. for this upcoming scene? Oof. I mean, we know positionally who it is, and it's Arturo Rodriguez, but mm-hmm. the question, I suppose, is will he take the actual number 10? And that's just something that we don't really know. Um, I think that if, if anyone's going to take it, surely it's him. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe he's happy with 12. Um, I mean, numbers just don't mean as much, I don't think, anymore in the game. Do they? When, you look at, yeah. when you look at the numbers that people choose to play with, they, they don't really mean as much anymore. That's yeah. true. In a world where we have Messi as number 30, <laughs> I think, in my opinion, the greatest. I think he wore ten during like one of the coup, coup de France or something like that. They uh, they allowed him to wear the number ten, but yeah, thirty was was a non choice. But uh, let's move on to the other uh, the other question. Um, I think we already un- answered it actually. So, what other positions do we need? Do, does the rising need? So we can go ahead and skip that one. <laughs> All right, y'all. So let's look at the comments really quickly. Uh, shout out to uh, Jose. In the comments, Alex de la Masa, let's see what he says here. Tata Martino should go to the Phoenix Rising for a Tata. That's a, that's a sore topic for me right now. I feel like that's your area of expertise. I know, just, I know. What, what do you think? Should oh, he? man. I, he should, just let him stay. It's three games left. What? I think Mexico, the U.S., and Canada, they're going to qualify, no problem. Now, who's going to be the, for, the fourth spot? Uh, Costa Rica, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Panama, maybe? Panama, that's true. I mean, if the U.S. can beat Panama, I think they're pretty much a lock. But if Panama beats the U.S. next window, I think it's going to get spicy. So, oh, the world is burning down for U.S. fans <laughs> if that happens. You know how how down how bad how down bad they would be. Yeah, exactly. So, for that, uh, Tata, maybe not right now. We'll see later on. But uh, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, and then uh, we got Jacob in the comments, of course. And then uh, Jet, we got our MMA. You guys know what that is? I don't know. Not too sure. All right, y'all. So uh, before we kind of wrap up the show today, uh, I do want to ask you guys to also download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Uh, You do have to be 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, y'all. So to kind of wrap up uh, our topics here for today, let's talk about the schedule that was released. Uh, I believe it was last week, right? A couple weeks ago now? Time is an illusion at this point. Yeah, I, yeah, right. Especially I, I so can't close tell to the you when the schedule was <laughs> It released. all blends in for Owen. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a different format uh, than last season with the USL, which it seems to be the case, right? So, uh, But some of the key changes for 2022 is that there are 27 total teams uh, for this season, 34 games in total. Uh, they're going the NFL route basically with seven teams making the playoff. 
in each conference and the number one seat get, getting the bye. Uh, the 27 teams will be split into 20 uh, into two conference, sorry, and uh, each team will have 10 in interconference games. Um, <laughs> uh, so when it comes to that, uh, Owen, um, any any things that stand out for you uh, with the scheduling release? Any game that you're looking forward to? I mean, the one thing that does stand out, and I, I know I've spoken about this, I spoke about it last season, is, oh my God, I hate unbalanced schedules. <laughs> okay, don't get me wrong. I enjoy the fact that there are some teams that we don't normally get to see yeah. that are going to be coming here or rising are going to be going there. But there's just that point where I... It gets so frustrating sometimes when you look at a table and you see like the difference, especially when the difference can be so substantial this year between a first round buy mm -hmm. or not. And the difference for that could be the fact that, say, for example, Rising played lights one more time than other teams. Yeah. You know, that said, there are some really exciting games coming up. And I think we do actually have a graphic for this. Um, I mean, Monterey Bay as the opener is going to be Obviously, we're all looking forward to that. Yeah. Tampa Bay Rowdies on ESPN2, a Sunday 5 o'clock kickoff Sunday night game. football. But it's not even a funny <laughs> night. It's 5 o'clock. I don't think we've ever seen a 5 p.m. game at... That's going to be hot. Wild that is going to be hot. Mate. <laughs> no, you just, you just uh, reminded me. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> then Loose City away, of course, with the you know nice new stadium they've got there that's mm. changed quite substantially since Rising were last up there in 2018. And RGV at home, the rematch... After what happened last year yeah. in the playoffs, the, can the, Rising get the revenge? The only bad thing about that game is that the Rising have to wait all, all the way till the end of August to face them. And I think if if I was one of the players that was part of that game, I'd be wanting them the first you know week of the season. So some great games coming up. Monterey Bay, it's their first ever game. Is there some sort of pride in that that they get to you know uh, get a you know a beating by by the Rising when it comes to their first game? It worked for Oakland last year. They came here early doors. I think it was their first game as well. Mm -hmm. um, lost to Rising and went on to actually progress further than Rising in the playoffs. So oh, wow. who there knows? Who knows? There you go. I remember the 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 Lambert uh, flip that he did after that game. That was just like an iconic like moment. Just like the video packages that were from that. So I I really like. I, that's one of my favorite memories from that from that first game. Um, talk to us about the U.S. Open Cup. What's going on with that? Well, it just, uh, if we ignore all the chaos that's currently surrounding it, are people in, are people out, are people throwing away pizza for free on Twitter? I mean, who really knows? But it's really exciting to finally have the Open Cup back, don't you think? You know, it's two years that we haven't had it, and it's it's the only real chance that Rising and other teams in this league have of being able to take on people from outside of their league. And even, yeah. you know, if they're lucky, well, not necessarily lucky, could well be a pretty easiest draw if they take this cup seriously in the yeah. first round we're a lower division side you know they could be playing an mls team in the, the second match yeah and that that's big that's big in terms of showing that you can go and play some of these big boys and compete you know maybe maybe even they'll draw uh you know colorado rapids and we'll end up <laughs> meeting up with our friends at uh dnvr that'd be, rapids, that'd be really launching nice. now as well a little collab over there no i like that i, I don't think rick was a, a big fan of that right when we uh when you asked about him uh about the uh, u.s open cup because of, of the scheduling concerns uh so when it comes to that i don't i think he said he had the down to the meal already planned out when it came to the season so uh will it affect the team that much do you think maybe they like you're saying they won't take it as seriously you know if, when when the draw does finally come out oh, i mean it, it depends i think who you're playing it depends what kind of conditions i mean this team could be playing 
realistically, I think the most likely team they'll play because, of course, the first round is is geographic in nature. Mm. The way the pairings are, the second round is, is that Rising enter in. They're likely to be playing probably either Valley United or FC Tucson. Mm. You know, are you, are you going to play at home? On a carpet, are you going to play away at, at GCU Stadium against Valley United? And the last time we went to GCU Stadium in the 2019 pre... 2020 preseason, actually. Mm. It was right before COVID hit, and that pitch was atrocious. Oh, man. So, you know, if, if that's uh, what they're works. up against, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see what it's like, you know, maybe they do drop a few players. But I, I have to think that Rick ultimately does want to get some results in this. He had, he had the kind of Cinderella run back when he was with FC Tucson, mm. and they beat what was then, I believe, the Phoenix Wolves. Okay. Uh, going back multiple incarnations and, of yeah. this team. <laughs> so, you know, there, there's always a little bit of romance in the yeah. cup. You know, everyone loves the FA Cup. Yeah. Why can't we love the Open Cup as no, well? No, definitely. I, I look forward to the Rising just competing. Every, every game that they're in, they should win it. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, Edwin, any games that you are kind of into that you're looking forward to? Um, like, I think the biggest one that you got to highlight is the uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies. I, I mean, every player that we talked to in, in the first media ability was all about Let's 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 play the routers. Let's play the routers. So that's always the exciting ones. But there's always matchups that the rivalries, you know, the ones that the fans show up and and you know are always active for the Orange County, the San Diego Loyal game. So those those ones, and then the East Coast trips. You know, the the difficulty for the schedule is they have a few away trips that are pretty close to each other, and they're all East Coast. So that's gonna add some difficulty to it. But um, uh, I'm always looking forward to the home games. That's where all the fans are repping their rising shirts. Come on now. <laughs> the, the, the new stuff. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Let's not forget with the Tampa Bay game as well. You know, when these two sides met last year and it was kind of billed as the, the game that is the rising T-shirt comes up on the screen. There. It was billed. <laughs> we got to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, I was trying to get there, Jacob. I was trying to get there. <laughs> I feel like I've lost my train of thought there now. Oh, Owen, <laughs> Owen, are you trying to avoid... Are you trying to avoid the talk about the shirt, the new trip that <laughs> no, everyone wants to wear to the game? Let's talk on the shirt. Let's let's plug the shirt because we got Jacob, we got Jose, uh, Saul. A lot of people asking for it. Uh, let's put, can we put the shirt on one more time? Of course, I got. So you. if you guys, <laughs> this is our brand new Phoenix uh, podcast uh, shirt here, Phoenix Rising podcast shirt, uh, PHNX. Um, if you guys want to go to our website, <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you guys want to go to our website, uh, go phnx.com. Get yourself one of these shirts. Now you guys can show up to the the preseason game. Uh, which one? The first one, February eighteenth, with your brand 19th, new. I think nineteenth. There you go. Uh, sh- uh, showing up your new PHNX gear. I like that. I like that. Are you gonna? I think I'm gonna get a couple. You know, one for away games, one for home games. We'll see. We'll see how that works. <laughs> All right, y'all. So yeah, just make sure to grab that gear. And if you uh, if you guys also watch the other podcast, you know, make sure to check out their gear as well on the website all right y'all so uh any last words uh, owen anything you want to add before we we wrap it up today i think we've covered a lot of bases today so Dude, that was a lot of info i think uh, <laughs> yeah and i mean as Saul's comment there that just popped up if any rising fans have an idea for another shit exactly make sure to harass us until it happens exactly and uh, i'm gonna regret making that comment now aren't i <laughs> Uh, yeah, let us know what you guys uh, want us to share. We we appreciate all the input that we uh, that we can have. Um, on the uh, comment section, we also have the PHNX locker. If you guys want to go there, click on the link. It'll take you straight to where you can purchase that shirt. Edwin, how'd you feel about the uh, the first show? 
I, th- I think it went great. Um, at the end, obviously, people wanted the shirt. We finally gave them what they wanted. I was trying to segue. I was trying to find the right segue <laughs> just to get to that shirt. But I know. No, I'll work on it. I appreciate it. it. Listen, it was all about the transition work. Brute force. Yeah, you got to push for it. The fans wanted it. But uh, I think it was exciting. We got quite a few fans you know, already in. They're excited about it. I think we had a great soccer chat. So what can you complain about? Awesome, awesome. Well, I am uh, super thrilled to have been part of this first show. Thank you, Owen. Thank you, Edwin. Jacob over here. Appreciate you guys uh, helping us here. And everybody that was watching, thank you so much for joining us for this first show. Uh, before we go, let's uh, let's see that last comment. Nicholas, this is uh, such a nice shirt, though. Already have a few Coyote ones. Can't wait to add this one. There you go. That's the sentiment we want. So next time, I'll make sure to plug the shirt so we have more. More of those comments. All right, y'all. So uh, we're wrapping it up here. Uh, the next show is going to be next Tuesday. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So make sure to tune in. We'll, we'll put out some social media shout outs there so you guys can keep up with that. With us. But again, we appreciate every single one of you that has been in the comments, tuning in, liking us, retweeting us. We appreciate every single one of you. And again, we hope to see you here back next week. We want to build this community. I want you guys to be part of this show as much as you guys are able to. And uh, we'll see you next week. 